sisters, this is Pastor V. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. I want to say in the offset, Happy New Year's to every individual, to every person that is under the sound of my voice and who's going to listen and hear this message. And those who hunger and thirst for eternal life, which is the life of God and His righteousness. Happy New Year. This 2024 season has brought on a new entity of where God is taking his people who are searching and seeking his in-depthness of who he is as God. I want to thank all my spiritual cuts leaders who've been doing the work of the ministry and manifesting the glory of the words of eternal life, not just in their own lives, but in the lives of others who are willing to hear what thus says the Lord and what God is speaking to his church in this desperation of time. I want to bring to our attention, I was just happen to be in my home the other day and I was watching a little television and this infomercial, no more than a commercial. I don't know if you have or have not seen this infomercial all this commercial on television, and, 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 and I want you to know it was astonished to me because it had been 50 years in my life since I've been encouraged to hear such a word as such what was taught in 2024, 50 plus years ago when I was a child. But I want you to know it was supposed to be an inspiration or an encouragement for those who are saved. Because if they, if they who are saved hear this information or, or infomercial, they are secured in their faith with God. And they have hope in what this information or infomercial is saying no more than the commercial that is saying this information to them. Or on the other hand, those who are not saved, watch this here. And on the other hand, those who are not saved who hear this infomercial or this commercial or information off of television supposed to be a sacred or a scared tactic to get that person or individual to become saved and give their life or surrender their life to our Lord Jesus Christ. What a ridiculous and foolish immature tactic to use to get someone or a person or an individual to accept the most loving individual, the most loving person to ever live, who is our God, our Father, the creator of the heaven and earth. What a ridiculous and immature way to get them to come into the household of faith and believe that God promised them the eternal glory of his life through his son, Christ Jesus. What a ridiculous and, 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 and erroneous 
way to get an individual. I call it foolishness. Huh? So the Global Media Outreach Ministry started their new year in 2024 with an infomercial or a television commercial with the information that states, and I quote, when you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure, huh, at heavenornot.net.com. If you go to heavenornot.net.com, and I unquote, this is what they say, when you die in 2024. This is the Global Media Outreach Ministry. It is an internet ministry. Just go on the website and look it up, the Global Outreach Ministry. I don't know if it's in your location, but for sure it is in my location out here in Atlanta, Georgia. And look like from what I read, a few things on the internet, they have derived from out of this location. So maybe you have not yet seen this commercial. But I remember when I was a young kid trying to, me and Mr. Charles Favors, uh, my friend, huh, back when I was a young kid in high school and in youth, uh, when I was going to elementary school, I remember the tactic that they used, you know, if you died tomorrow, hmm, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? So 50 plus years later, I hear the same messages again. It says, when you die. They didn't say, if, huh, you die, but when you die. Now, I think this is just the most ridiculous and preposterous Preposterous, or this is a contrary, and this is reasons, uh, and uh, huh, this is contrary and make no sense to the common sense, utterly absurd, very ridiculous. Why? Because the word of God in Ezekiel 18:31 says just the opposite. They said, cast away from you all the transgressions and sins which you have committed and get yourself a new heart, a new spirit, a new mind. Why should you die, Christians and believers and saints of God? Or why should you die, spiritual church leaders and global media outreach ministry? Why should you die? And start your new year in 2024 telling and teaching Christians and believers and the saints of God when you die. That is no hope in the hope of glory who we serve as the living God. That is no hope in the, in, in, in the loving God who sent his only begotten son. And whosoever believe in the son and understand the process, why he sent his son. He said, if you believe in him, you shall not die and shall not perish, but have everlasting life with the global 
media outreach ministry, huh? Who's trying to pronounce themselves as a global ministry. So this message of when you die is going to go global in 2024. To all the people that is listening. It is televised here in the state of Georgia. And I'm sure if it's global, you will be, it will be coming to your location, even if you're not hearing it in your church already, when you die. Now you have planted a seed of death. Hmm? Global ministry. I want you to know. I wish you can read. I wish you can reach me at p a s t o r d w at yahoo.com. I wish you would reach out to me, and I would explain to you Ezekiel eighteen thirty one when God says, "Why would you teach such a message, and why would you tell His people global when you die?" Oh, my God. Hmm? He says, now you have planted a seed of death in everyone who has heard and listened to this infomercial or this commercial with information. You have planted a seed in their minds for the entire year of 2024. What a heck of a way. To start 2024 as an unlearned Christian or believer, or a learned Christian or believer, that when you die. So, my expectations, if I was unlearned and didn't know Christ and didn't understand the teaching of God through Christ's teaching, I would be tied in two. This dogmatic teaching and belief that I'm a, I'm almost hitting sixty right now. I I I I I don't know how much longer I have left. If I would not have learned Christ and the Spirit of Him and the promise of my Father, oh God, when you die. There would be no hope for my grandchildren, no hope for my sons, my daughters, for those spiritual church leaders, huh? That is a part of the promise of our Father podcast, the, the spiritual church ministry. There would be no hope. And Paul says in the book of Corinthians, save we who are without hope would all be miserable. And tomorrow, we all die. How could you come out in a new, brand new year and say when you die? That has to be ignorance. And the leader who allowed for that to be manifested globally. That's a lot of ignorance, my brothers and sisters. I believe that they have a zeal for knowledge. They have a zeal to believe what they are saying. 
but not according to the zeal and the knowledge of Christ through God's teaching. You are telling them people in 2024, Christians and believers, when you die, saints of God, when you die, now the seed has been planted for the empty mind from an infomercial or a commercial with information from an outreach ministry who are being who are being uh, huh who are being supported by those who believe when they die. Hey! Jesus Christ. But God was teaching the prophet Ezekiel to teach the house of Israel and Christians and believers to get a new heart and a new spirit and a new mind. And ask them why in the heck would you desire and want to die if I have promised you as your God eternal life. In 1 John 2.25 and 26, he says, this is the promise that I have promised you eternal life. And then he went to say in 1 John 25 and 26, he says, I'm writing this to you. I am saying this to you, huh? Listeners out there who are hearing the voice of my voice, who are under the sound of my voice, where I am speaking, why would you die? Oh, house of Israel, why would you die, spiritual cuts lever? Why would you die, huh? Global media outreach ministry, why would you die? And why would you let someone deceive you? That's why I'm saying this to you who are out there listening right there. He says, This is scriptural. First John 2 25 and 26 says that God promised us eternal life. And he said, I'm writing this to you that you may not be deceived. I'm telling you the Antichrist is speaking already. He done raised up his head. He done raised up his eyebrows. He done raised up and he's seeking huh, those that he can destroy, who he can devour. And global media outreach ministry, he has his claws on you. You may not like, huh, saying anything to me after this, but I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not going to let you tell God's people when we die. And I'm sure that will be some that will die. And that I'm sure that will be those who will die who believe in they must die. But for those who have the knowledge of the glory of the spirit of him and the promise of my father, we have a different intake of the teaching of our Lord and Savior Christ through Christ's teaching from God, who God taught to Christ to teach us from out of John 6.45, from out of John 12.50. He says that I know that you taught me and commanded me to teach eternal life. And he says, if you search the scriptures, you may think you have eternal life. But there's no thinking at all of eternal life. And if eternal means forever, if you are telling a person when you die, because you have misconstrued the word of God, by teaching something that is not even of God. 
Because you think when you die, you receive eternal life. John eleven twenty five and 26 says, I am the resurrection. Though he may be dead, he was referring to Lazarus, yet he should live. Because I have the power to raise him from where he's lying dead for four days. But they that are alive, and remain with me and believe in me who remain shall never die. Do you believe thou this? That does not sound like when you die. So with that being said, I just want to get you to understand in Ezekiel 18.32, For as your God and as your Father, I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, says God. Therefore turn and live forever as I intended for you to do when I created you in my image on the sixth day. But since you are caught up in the teaching and the doctrines and commandments of men, you will believe in more of the global media outreach ministry when they tell you and teach you when you die, which is the totally opposite of God and Christ's teaching. I hate to be the carrier of bad news for the majority of you out there listening. huh? The witness of men is not greater than the witness of God. Plus, for those who worship at the global media outreach ministry, huh? witnesses is not greater than the witness of God who testified or who testimony is that God has given us. He has given you eternal life through his eternal son, Christ. This information, uh, uh, this infomercial, uh, infomercial needed to be brought to your attention and any information on teaching, we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised and life is too short, needs to be rebuked. Huh? Huh? Especially we all have to die or when you die needs to be rebuked in the name of Christ Jesus every time you hear it in 2024. Because the mind of Christ in the majority of Christians and spiritual leaders and the prime example is this global media outreach ministry. And they said with boldness the mind of Christ has been exchanged for the mind of death and the last enemy to be destroyed and the last enemy and his mind will be destroyed is death but those who have the mind of Christ will be revealed what he or she will be. And when Christ is revealed to us, we shall be like Christ. Yay! And we shall see Christ as he is. Now that scripture, that, that's just glory all by itself. 
fear. I, I, I'm not going to get to it. I can feel it already because I already spent enough time in the intro because I wanted to bring that out. But there is a picture of Christ with some boys in the forest furnace that as they saw Christ in the forest furnace, Christ appeared as they were. So if you're going to have time to manifest God's glory through this ministry, you'll be hearing that in the next few episodes coming up. I don't imagine I'm going to get to it now, but I want you as he appeared in the revelation of the knowledge of being burnt seven times more, he showed up with the three Hebrew boys. Y'all know his name. Y'all know their name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When I get to that portion of a of teaching, I'll give you the correct name because their name was changed by the same person who saw the one that was formed was in the form of the Son of God with the three Hebrew boys. Hey, I got to get out of that. So that leads me to my scripture. Now I said all that and you might have thought I already went over my scripture. I knew that was going to take some time because I got excited just putting that in there when I was writing it. And I thought it was a very powerful cause to bring that up to God's people. When you die. The inscription of the unknown God has came out in the first few days of the year of 2024. So those who believe they are going to die has now worshiping the unknown God through the inscription of the words, when you die. Let's go to Philippians 2, verse 5. And now I'm just starting the message. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, do not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no repetition, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedience to the point of death, even the death of the cross. I want to tie to this, being in the form of God is powerful. Being in the form of God is powerful. We just talked about a few things that, huh, being in the form of death when you die is a form of the inscriptions of the unknown God. So therefore, now whoever believe in that inscription of the unknown God that wrote at the Global Media Outreach Ministry, when you die, huh, that's an inscription that they are worshiping now. 
And it is ridiculous for someone to worship something they can't even comprehend. But being in the form of God is so powerful, huh? In the, because being in the form of the appearance of a particular character or person is amazing. Because you are dressing up in that exact form or exact appearance, that particular character or person. To represent who that person is as an individual. And the most important thing of imitating or perpetrating that person or character in his or her exact image or appearance, you have to demonstrate his or her exact characteristic traits. To truly convince others you are the character of that person you are imitating or pertaining or perpetrating to be. Because if not, and you do not perform or demonstrate the exact character or exact person or exact individual, you will be considered as people would judge, as people would judge you or stereotype you as being a perpetrator of fraud. Or perpetrating that individual or that person being a fraud. When I was a younger or young adolescent in my early years, we used to have this saying, huh, when they used to call me meatball, you are perpetrating a fraud, Joker. <laughs> they used to call me meatball back then, but now I'm the champ because the champ knows how to win and know when to win what, what, and what to win in. See, I win every day because I have power that God has rendered to me and rendered to you over death. I'm not worrying about no football game or basketball game or some sorts of sports or even gambling or playing this or that. I'm a winner every day because the Father has given me power over the last enemy to be manifested through God's glory, which is death. So they don't call me meatball anymore. They call me champ. If you want to know who I am outside of being Pastor D, huh, coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia, I'm telling you who I am. I am the champ because God has made me a woman, huh? So when they used to call me, in other words, meatball, man, you are a fake dude, huh? You are trying to be something you are not, and I'm pretty sure in our lifetime, we all are guilty of this at one point in time or another in our own lifetime. Whether you consider yourself guilty or not, I think we all run into trying to figure out who we are as a person or an individual to become who we should be as the sons and daughters of God. To identify ourselves as children of God is not an easy task to accomplish for no one. Regardless of who you are or may think who you are, huh? Why? Because God has designed it to be like that from the beginning, even with Adam and Eve. Because in Ecclesiastes, he tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, 9, 10, 11, he tells us that he has placed eternity in all our hearts that no man can figure out or find out who God is. But he said, I have made everything beautiful for those who do find out who I am as God. And I will show them the eternal glory that I have placed in them at the, in the beginning of time. So now, 
God has to be revealed out of his secret to those who are searching and seeking for the heart and the mind of Christ. Because having the mind of Christ and being in his form is powerful. Huh? So when Adam and Eve in the beginning, huh, was so unsure that about who he was or Adam, who he was in the beginning, he gave his wife Eve authority to eat from the serpent. After God, the Lord God gave him a commandment not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because if you eat of this tree, Adam, huh? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die, son. So what Adam do is because he was not sure of the character of the individual he was in the image and the likeness of, huh, being formed from the dust of the ground, huh? So what do he do? He first had a private meeting with the serpent outside of Eve knowledge. You got to follow me on this here because this is how mm, we, being, we, we experience the things that we are in today. See, y'all thought crime in the ID channel was now in the last few years. The ID channel and crime was performed way back when God made dust from out of a man, from out of the ground to be him in his image. The man decided he wanted to be dust instead of God. In the image, he decided to take on the image of dust instead of God. So crime been in the earth. Hey, even before dust became a crime. Because the earth was without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep. God used his spirit to re-wreck, redirect the dirt, the dust, the ground, the earth. And he said, let light, let light, let light, let light be in the dust, the ground, the dirt, and the void. And the darkness became God all over again. And he said, look at myself. Whoa, and how powerful I am as God. I change you would try to change what I created. So during this private meeting, Adam had with the serpent. He gave the serpent authority to speak with his wife. Now remember at this time, Adam had huh, dominion over everything. That's including the serpent. After Adam set up the appointment day or the appointed day for himself and his wife Eve to go and have a conversation with the serpent pertaining the very same thing the Lord Christ had told him a few days ago not to eat from the tree of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because if you eat this son, you're going to surely die. So, in essence, this was a plot for murder. See, you think husbands been plotting murders on their wives just recently. But husbands been plotting murders on their wives for a long time. And as time progressed, wives plotted as well, even children. So in essence, this was a plot for murder from the husband on his wife Eve. But it backfired on him 
And in today's society, here in 2024, we call it a murder for hire. After Adam scheduled a meeting with him, his wife, and the serpent, let's see what happened. So when the woman saw, uh-oh, when the woman saw, let me tell you that again. When the woman saw, let me say that again. So when the woman Eve saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food, that it was pleasing to the pleasant to the eyes and a free desirable to make one wise, a tree desirable to make one wise. Let me say that again. Now, you do know that Adam was standing right there because he was the orchestrator of the meeting. If he knew the results that was going to happen to him, why would he let bones of his bones, flesh of his flesh, partake into something that he didn't design himself to happen to her, to see what would happen to her so it wouldn't happen to him. Why would he? It was only because the husband had set up a murder for her. So she took up the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and she ate the fruit from it. And since the word of God, the word that Christ, huh, the Lord God, didn't allow for the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to affect her at that time. Because she wasn't given the direct commandment to not to eat from it. But he went behind his wife Eve back and set it all up. So that's why, if you didn't know, well, why nothing never happened to the woman when she ate? She never understood what she was doing because there was a plot and a murder for her on her without her even understanding or knowing. But you can't hide nothing from the Lord God who is Christ. And you can't hide nothing from God who is Christ huh? in the body of God. Come on. So her husband Adam, who originally planned and scheduled the meeting with the serpent in the first place, Eve, Adam's wife, gave her husband Adam the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that she thought was pleasant, huh? In her eyes, safe to eat from. And it was to her, but it wasn't to him because he was trying to not just deceive Eve. Adam was trying to deceive Christ. Not needless to say, he was trying to deceive God. That's why when Christ was teaching John, in 1 John 2.25, this is the promise that I have promised you eternal life. I have written these things to you that you won't be deceived. So Adam was given the commandment from Christ that he won't be deceived. 
But Adam used the, huh, his wife as a murder for her to be deceived by the serpent. So now look what happened. And he ate. When he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, nothing happened to Adam. And nothing happened to Adam or nothing happened to Eve when she ate because the Lord God gave Adam strict instructions on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. After Adam ate, watch this here. After Adam ate from the tree, look what happened to, to both of them, for both to both of them. Then the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covered. And they heard the sound of Christ, the Lord God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife Eve, huh, hid themselves from the presence of Christ, the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. Then Christ, the Lord God, called to Adam and said to him, where are you? This is very important to know to make this story about Adam true pertaining to him scheduling the private meeting with the serpent, then a meeting with himself, his wife Eve, and the serpent. Because Christ the Lord God did not say, where are you and your wife Eve? Christ said to Adam, where are you, Joker? And Adam said to Christ, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And Christ said to Adam, mind, mind you, Christ is not speaking with Eve at this point because Christ knew Adam set this meeting up with the serpent to plot to kill his wife Eve without Eve knowing anything. Adam had gave the serpent, huh, during their private meeting, a down payment for the murder to Look what he did. He gave the serpent a piece of the fruit of the tree of eternal life and promised to pay the rest later after Adam would see what would happen to his wife Eve after the serpent gave her a fruit from the a, a fruit hmm, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So they was exchanging fruits. But the deception was in between the exchange. Damn. And the only innocent individual in the exchange was Eve. That's why nothing happened. So when the fruit of the tree of the eternal, eternal life and the promise to pay the rest later, after Adam had promised the serpent that, Adam would see what happened to his wife, Eve, after the serpent gave her the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam claimed he was naked after he ate from the very one, from the very one person he had set up to kill. Through the serpent, he hired to do so. Now you might be saying, now how, Pastor D, you know Adam had set his wife up to murder, to be murdered. How you know that by the serpent? How you know he set his wife up to be murdered by the serpent? I'm glad you asked. 
Because when Christ the Lord God commanded Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and if you eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. In Genesis 2.17, in Genesis 3.16, in Genesis 2.17, and in Genesis 3.6, why would Adam let his wife Eve eat of something that if she eat of it, she would surely die? Now remember, Adam's wife is bones of his bones and flesh of his flesh. So why in the heck Adam would start? Huh? Adam would stand in the presence of another man or in front of another devil or in front of another serpent. Whatever in the heck you want to call the serpent, the devil, the beast. Huh? Why would you let your wife eat? From the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why would you let your wife eat and you have been given huh, a commandment by God for her not to? That is amazing. There's only one reason you would let something like that happen. Because you want to see what would take place with her. If she ate it first, that's the only reason. Because the beast had already knew the whole outcome of the result. But it was a shame that Adam didn't know the whole result of the outcome that would happen. Why would you let your wife eat from that tree, Adam? And the Lord God says, I didn't ask you to eat from that tree, not even allow your wife to, because whatever I commanded you, it was the same commandment for her. Why would you let her eat from it? Unless you have plotted already a murder for her. Now Christ, Genesis 3.11. Now Christ about to bust Adam and catch him in his lies. Let's go back to Genesis 3.10. Adam said to Christ, I heard your voice in the garden and I was so afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Look at this. Adam said to Christ, he hid himself. Well, Mr. Adam, what about your wife? Did you even think about hiding her with you? Now, this Adam dude was so very selfish, as we see, huh? we, continu we continuously in our faith, we see, huh? base communities today in 2023, the same thing, everybody is looking out for themselves, but have the nerve to call themselves spiritual church leaders. Because you do know that Adam's job was to protect his wife Eve from hurt, harm, danger, and death. And Adam was Eve's spiritual church leader way back in the beginning of time. And in that instant of time, he became a harlan to his wife. He became a harlan to the very bone of his bone, the very bone or the rib that came from out of his own body. Now that's about as sad. As it come. But Christ didn't cut him no slack. I love Christ because after years of studying who Christ really is, you began to realize very quickly Christ didn't play no high school games, nor any elementary games either. 
No matter who you are or who you were. Why? Because Christ always been in the form of God and thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So when he was equal with God, so in Genesis 3.11, look what Christ told Adam after he tried to play high school games and elementary games with him. He says, and Christ said to Adam, who told you that you were naked, joker? Have you eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which I commanded you that you should not eat? And immediately Christ knew when Adam said he was naked that he stepped from out of eternity into time. Huh? To knew, he knew immediately why, because Adam was in the image and the likeness and in the form of God and the form of Christ and in the form of the Holy Spirit, but Adam could not perceive or understand what form and image and likeness of God and Christ and of the Holy Spirit he was actually in. So Adam deceived, huh? Adam decided to have a meeting with the most cunning beast that Christ had ever made. He confined in the most cunning beast Christ had ever made from the dust. But he never confined in the breath of life of God and the breath of life of Christ and the breath of life of the Holy Spirit that Christ, who, in, who is the Lord God in Genesis 2, 7, breathed into the nostrils. And Adam became the image and the likeness and the form of God. God created on the sixth day in his own image and in the image as God. Instead, Adam confined in the image and the likeness huh? and the form through Christ. He confined in the dust he was formed from out of. So Adam was in the image of a confined, dry potter consisting of tiny particles, the earth or waste matter lying on the ground or on the surface that is carried in the air. In other words, Adam confined in the image of dust. And he took the form of dust and Adam thought it not robbery to be equal with dust. Being in the appearance of a man from the dust of the ground, huh? Why? Because Adam could not perceive and understand the eternal body of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit he was forming to through Christ when he formed Adam from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of eternal life into his nostrils and he became an eternal living being. Being in the form of God is powerful. And when they wrote the in scriptures, when you die, whoever believed in that infomercial has come in the form of dust. And the organization, the inscriptions of the unknown God they have become when you die. That is, that is their new God in 2024. That's what they believe in. And the reason Adam could not perceive or understand he was in the form of God. And the reason he could not comprehend he was equal with God. Because the father of dust, who was the most cunning beast Christ ever made had become his God.
immediately and effectively. When Adam or when he set up that private meeting to plot against his own flesh and bones, who was his wife Eve, when he confined in the most cunning beast that Christ the Lord God had ever made to murder for her his wife, the dust, as the most cunning beast that Adam named as the serpent became Adam God, the gods of the earth, which is the dust, has captivated Adam's mind and now control the flesh of the man and control the flesh of the woman. So I want you to realize that God is doing something so powerful through what happened with Adam and Eve. Although Eve was never formed from the dust, she was inserted huh, in the dust that was formed. I think I better say that again. Although Eve was never formed from the dust, she was inserted in the dust that was formed. Because the Lord God, who is Christ in Genesis 2-7, breathed the female into the dust, huh? He formed from the ground. And after the afterwards, abstract, or he Christ separated Eve or the female from the body that was formed from the dust. So Eve was never from the dust. Eve was breathing to the dust that was formed. Therefore, and furthermore, you have to realize that Eve had eternal life before she was put in dust. That's why she's the mother Day of all living. Because she was placed in something that was had the intentions or had the potential to die. But since she never committed what everybody accused her of, because they didn't understand the plot and the murder for her that Adam had the meeting with, with the most cunning beast, who was the serpent, against killing his wife. God says, this is what I'm going to do. Although you're going to have children, you're going to suffer a little bit, but you're still the mother of all living. So my question to you is Eve. Still in the form of God or Eve is in the form of Adam. I got to get out of that. So being in the form of God is powerful. And I wanted to share that with you because I'm now just getting to where I'm supposed to be. And I'm just now almost out of the time I need to continue. But since I got a few more minutes, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, but remember the dust. And you have been, and you he have made alive who were dead in transgressions and sins. 
I initially saying that God says, remove your transgressions and your sins and get yourself a new heart and a new heart and a new mind and a new spirit. He says, get yourself because I have no pleasure in the death and the one who died. Why should you die, O house of Israel? Turn and live. So now we are reading, and he and you and me, he made alive. So that should insinuate that we have a new heart, a new spirit, and a new mind. Who were dead in transgressions, who were dead in, 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 in our sins through the knowledge of ignorance, through worshiping the inscription of the unknown God, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince. Watch out. Of the power, watch out, of the air. Uh-oh, now we going somewhere. So you got to get this here. In which you will, which you once walk according to the, the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. The spirit now who works in the sons and in the daughters of disobedience. Hold up. So something that has power in the air is working in the sons and the daughters of God and causing them to be in disobedience to put on in the message on the infomercial. When you die, when God says in Ezekiel, I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, but turn and live hey, forever. Hmm? So now, this is recognizing those who have a new heart and a new spirit and a new mind, but those who are disobedient and following the dust. See, the prince of the air, the prince of the power of the air, who is the father of dust. Come on. So now let me see if I can get out of that. Huh? So if he's the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons and in the daughters of disobedience, you, oh, oh, hold up, let me see. Didn't we say the prince of the power of the air? Oh, oh, hold up, let, let me see. Didn't we say this is who are now working in the sons and the daughters of disobedience? Now, earlier we said that Adam, spiritual church leader, huh? had become the most cunning beast that Christ had ever made. So Adam exchanged his church leaders from the teaching of Christ to the teaching of the beast, the most cunning beast or the most cunning animal or the most cunning devil or the most cunning Satan or the most cunning beast that Christ ever made. So now Adam has exchanged when he went to set up that meeting for the murder of the heart against his wife. So now let's continue. Huh? Because the beast became the most cunning beast that Christ has ever made from the dust. Now in Ephesians 2.2 2, tells us about the prince of the power of the air. The definition of dust. Means fine dry powder 
consisting of tiny particles of the earth or waste matter lying on the ground or on the surface and carried into the air. So the prince of the power of the air is kicking up fine dry particles. Fine dry powder consisting of tiny particles of the earth or waste matter lying on the ground or on the surface and carried into the air. This has to mean that those who are walking around saying tomorrow is not promised and we all have to die and life is too short or when you die, these are they who are being deceived by the prince of the power of the air through the dust or through the fine dry powder which is consist of tiny particles on the earth and this is the spirit who now are working in the sons and in the daughters of disobedience right now and these are they y'all hear me and these are they, my brothers and sisters, these are they, oh glory, these are they who are now working in the sons of daughter, and these are they who are in disobedience right now. They are walking in the futility and the pointlessness or the uselessness of their mind and having the understanding darkened and being alienated and separated from the life of God and the life of Christ through the dust. The prince of the air is kicking around from the ground of the earth, and because of this, the ignorant that is in them, the sons and the daughters of disobedience, is manifested and have blinded their eyes and have blinded their hearts to receive the eternal truth about God and his eternal son Christ. You have to watch out for these tiny, fine, dry powder particles of the earth, the prince of the power of the air. What he is kicking around. What are you breathing into your nostrils? Or who are you let breathing into your nostrils? This is why Christ, when he came through the six inch doors that was shut, breathed on us to eliminate the dust. In John 20, verse 21 and 22. So Christ said to them again, peace to you or immortality to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when Christ had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit and be removed from the dust, the fine, tiny particles that the prince of the air is manifesting in your nostrils by showing you and teaching you and telling you that when you die, come on. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to stop right here, but I'm going to tell you I got some more to go. But the enemy, 
is going to try to use God's people in such a horrible way in 2024. And here at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry with the Spiritual Cuts leaders, we will not allow for this to happen. Because we're going to continue teaching the truth of the glory of God's word to God's people, whether they like it or not. I started out in this, being in the form of God, and I wanted you to realize that we got some ways to go to break it in, to bring you into his form. So you can start thinking it not robbery to be equal with God as Christ. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16 says, Let this mind that be in you huh, be also in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians, excuse me, 2 5. But in 1 Corinthians, it says that who has the mind of Christ in 2 16? Hmm? Who have the mind to instruct God, but you have the mind of Christ. We have to bring our mind and our thoughts and our ways into, a, and, and, and everybody say, your ways ain't God's ways and my ways. Well, my ways is his ways and my ways are like his ways because he shouldn't have given me his the way to be like him. He shouldn't have made you and he shouldn't have made me in his image if he didn't want me with his thoughts and his ways. Hmm? So we have to get from out of this elementary thinking, my way, my way it is like God. Because I tell death, my father has given me power over you. But we try to use these scriptures. To make it sound decent. I ain't trying to sound decent no more. I have the thoughts of thinking not Robert to be equal with God through the spirit of Christ. Hmm? You can't have the mind of God without having his thoughts. And you can't have the mind of Christ without having his image and his thoughts and his mind and his ways. You're going to tell death you ain't got the ways of God and you ain't got the thoughts of God? I do. I'm sorry to say it. Because death ain't going to control my life. When I got a church telling me, an outreach ministry, global outreach ministry, saying that when you die, no, Joker, when you die, I see you when I see you. You got the lights. We got to stop letting people speak dust into our ministry, into our life. If God is spirit, you ain't dust. Hmm? If God became a man and he's a spirit man, you ain't dust. The first Adam, we're going to get into that. And the second Adam, the first Adam, huh, was a human being. But the second Adam was a life-giving spirit. You are a life-giving spirit. You ain't dust. Because you are not in the flesh and you, you can't please God in the flesh. We got to teach this thing how the Spirit leads. Holy Spirit, lead us in this 2024 season. Lead us to break down this middle wall of separation and this foolishness that they're teaching when you die. 
oh, God, I got to get out of all that. I done got all fired up, and I thought you was closing, Pastor D. I am. Huh? I'm closing with authority and power that he has given us over death when you die. I wish a joker would come to my ministry and talk about when you die. Huh? Make me choke the heck out of you talking about when you die. We got to get out of this elementary teaching. People are so afraid of death. And they don't even know that death is so afraid of them. This is Pastor Lee Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. I got to get out of this. We're going to continue in the next few days, and you'll hear back from us again. May God continue to bless you and your family forever. We love you, and we thank God for being God all by himself. Being in the image of God is powerful. Amen. Amen.